How about this? Why don't we just like purposefully do one? Like, hey, this is the cold open. Oh, yeah. This is where we say a lot of really good, funny things. Uh, we have that great, that great back and forth that you love so much. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Tuesdays, everybody, no. where we jump right into the show this time. <laughs> in the show no because the theme of the show is not jumping on things but we are in the show but the theme of the show actually though is no more dorks no more dweebs we're culling the pack we're getting down we're gonna be gatekeeping this week and making sure people feel uncomfortable and unwelcome (laughs) with me are my begrudging hosts who are also unwelcome i do feel very unwelcome i'm the andy one i don't belong here i'd prefer to leave you should yeah, leave, I'm... because we've updated the show and no more dweebs. No more dweebs. That's rough. This is especially like difficult brand. for me. Yeah. Incredible. Yes, this is <laughs> identified dweeb. dweeb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also getting over a cold, so I'm going to be coughing like a pathetic little dweeb for most of the show. <laughs> so this really hurts my case. <laughs> little dweeb hacks. Yeah, at Aww. the end of the show, we'll pick one dweeb and kick them out. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is where Jeff Probst comes in <laughs> but is from that Survivor, television survivor. <laughs> uh, wait a minute. Should we? Should we? Why is Rory exempt from from dweeb status? He just he you... had the authority. He came in <laughs> swinging just, his why dick you, around. That's why you you gatekeep early and often is so that you can be the one who decides who's in and who's out. <laughs> the gate. Well, the gate exists right in front of me and between me and everyone else. I get that. The gate used to be open, and we're closing it. We're going to be one of those closed gate communities now where we only choose who gets to play with our, in our castle. Well, uh, please let me in by the hair of my chinny-chin-chin. Chin. I oh, want to come in. Like, I do like rhymers. I like neighbors <laughs> who are rhymers. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm getting points. Austin, you're going to get locked out at the end of this episode. Oh, no. I'm going to have to just beg to get into this beautiful castle. Rory likes me more, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get a room in the castle, <laughs> the No Dweebs Castle. This is a bad theme, Rory. <laughs> All right, well, tell you what, you're already out. So, Austin, tell us about the episodes no. we watched. What what sort of shows no. do we watch this year? I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I want to lick your boots. No, you're out now. Austin's telling us about the shows we watch. I'm so glad you just railroad right over Andy as much as possible. So. Um, you know, this is a world where we have to fight to survive, and I will step on whoever I need to step on to get up to the top of that beautiful castle with my friend. It's Rory. like a very low-stakes Mad Max. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, um, so we watched, today we watched episodes three. Uh, the three episodes we saw were Sailor Moon episode 35, we saw Moon Mesa episode 11, and we saw Cyber 6 episode, who knows? Episode who even knows? I think it was not 10. It was ten. It was ten. It was ten. I uh, okay. there's a, just a this sad was a dweeb trap where gate. I where I bait you with minor with a minor <laughs> incongruency and I see if you fall for it, and you did. <laughs> I'm just standing outside going, uh, "Excuse me, it was number ten. <laughs> I'd like to correct an error. It was ten, actually, in point of fact. 
May I please come into the castle? <laughs> Rory, I think we should let Andy into the castle just to talk about these specific episodes. Okay, he can stand on the doormat. Like it's a temporary visa. <laughs> and he has to come in through the window. Oh, God. All right, I'll peek in through the window. I'll awkwardly lean in He's while you guys... flop his engorged dweeb body over the windowsill. Let's go do it. She will never... Oh, well, welcome back to, uh, we're going to talk about Sailor Moon episode 35. Holy moly, this guy's a dweeb. (laughs) (laughs) Please let me in, this this window is uncomfortable. Um, The episode is called Ice Princess, and here's the Nops. Malachite sets up a trap at a local ice rink. The Sailor Scouts learn that they used to be good skaters in their past lives, and so they head to the new rink to try and meet Olympic skaters Misha and Janelle. However, the skating pair is actually working for Malachite, and they believe that Lita is Sailor Moon. I I start a lot of these episodes right now by just saying, like, how much I really enjoyed it. But I'm going to have to do it again, because fuck, (laughs) this episode was good. Oh, man. There are... There are very few times in the shows that we've been watching where like a sentence comes out of someone's mouth that I never want to forget for as long as I live. (laughs) (laughs) And one of them was from, well, the one in this episode is, is Malachite early on. And the first thing that he says right when we cut to his scene is Queen Beryl. I've learned ice skating was a popular sport during the silver millennium on the moon. (laughs) (laughs) I have that written down verbatim. I can't, I, I, I just, it's like the the plot of this episode is so preposterous, and the show knows it so hard. Mm-hmm. It it's sure. like it just leans in, and it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean the the very intro is um, Serena and who's watching with him? Was it Lita? Um, yeah, no, it's it's Mina. Oh, it's Mina. That's right. And they're both watching ice dancing on TV, and. <laughs> uh, the two cats, Luna and Artemis, are reminiscing, like, remember how much Serena loved moon skating? <laughs> like, apparently her past life as Queen Ser- or Princess Serena, she was like a champion ice dancer on the moon. It's just... Um, <sighs> mm, chef kiss. <laughs> <laughs> but Very Serena, good. Serena, like, is, is so quick to get, like, get a big head about it. Like, oh, shit, you're telling me I used to be good at something in my past life? Well, I bet that means that I'm amazing at it still. Sure, but then uh-huh. it's a fun reversal on the fact that that's basically been true, right? She doesn't do, like, fight training or no. anything else. Like, all of her other powers have been sort of imbued upon her. And You're right. I think it's a reasonable expectation that she should then be able to ice skate, and she cannot. Mm-hmm. No. No. <laughs> no, uh, and watching her do it is is wonderful, because she just, she just falls on her ass repeatedly and then sits on the ice and cries. It is the, very like, good. Like imagine, <laughs> imagine the worst possible failure someone could be at ice skating, and there it is. It's beautiful. It's, it's Serena. <laughs> um, <laughs> they have uh, the the whole plot is that um, Malachite opens up a portal and like talks to these two champion skaters who are in town. These like Boris and Natasha, Russian, <laughs> very sexy Russian skaters, um, Janelle and Misha, man and a yeah. woman. Um, and when Malachite shows up, he like 
he gets like a new accent. He's like, you're working for me now. See, like <laughs> he puts on this weird. It's a very bizarre transatlantic moment. villain. Yeah, he becomes this like transatlantic villain. Um, <laughs> and uh, I guess he sort of brainwashes them and, you know, yeah. gives them like Negaver's powers and stuff. Um, it to is put the, on the, the a, weird demon whammy. Yeah, to, to put on a free free skating lessons for groups of five only <laughs> um, that of oh, course man. brings all the sailor scouts together to this like ice rink and a bunch of other girls all around town to go check this thing out um, but it's like another example of how much the show knows exactly what it's doing because like I think it's maybe Mars or Mercury who's like, well, that's weird. Why five exactly? And someone's like, yeah. ah, forget and it. Let me go. Yes, Arena's immediately, don't you dare fuck this up for me with your dumb thinking brain. <laughs> I'm going to go get free skating lessons right now. And I need four yeah. other people. Are you in or are you out, dweeb? <laughs> what I want to know is have the Sailor Scouts done anything fun that they've seen like on TV or they've gone to like a fun event that hasn't been Negaverse? Like, have they been to anything that has turned it's out a good fine. point i'd like to think so you know they do some team building and it's just totally normal right but you'd like to think th they see like a cool flyer for you know free clothing at the clothing store and they all go and they just get free clothes with no strings attached and that's it of course the flip home, side right? is we've seen we've seen the the negaverse just try less and less hard to veil their attempts at luring the sailor scouts every week mm -hmm. you know where right. the first they start with a reasonably thin but plausible veneer and now they're just like, like okay well five people with different hair colors have to come <laughs> to us and go to they're, just class, they're just positive yeah. the scouts are going to fall for this what <laughs> if them has to be good at frisbee yeah i want a frisbee girl and a lightning girl <laughs> if anybody's out there like that boy they sure would be super lucky and it keeps Free makeovers. Working, so they have no it reason. Keeps, yeah, it is it is yet to fail. It is not whiffed a once. <laughs> oh man. So uh, Janelle and Misha are these like sexy Russian skating oh, oh, hunks. They're and... so hot. They're so hot. Yeah. This must be Misha's hunk birthday. I swear to God. <laughs> he, he is, Misha's he is erupted from his hunk power. pod as a as a as a sexual being. <laughs> yeah. And Janelle is like, she's I don't know. She's she's a uh, what is her what color is her hair? Like I can't tell. It's, like it's a pink multiples. and blonde and yeah combo. It, in some shots, the pink kind of looks like maybe it's sort of like a like the way the light's shining on it. But then it's like in other shots, it's definitely like she's just got yellow hair and then pink hair. And I don't know. It's pretty great. I mean, she's very sassy, but like when she starts talking and it's just like this like angry Russian crone voice, you're like, I don't know. <laughs> yes. This is kind of. Hello. Hello. I am Skater Hello. Janelle. I am Skater Janelle. Hello. <laughs> we are so hot. We will teach you. Uh, but they're they're fun. I This whole all three episodes that we watched this week have villains that I wish had stayed around forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I agree. They're they're the three of they're three of our more fun, more entertaining villains. Because these yeah. these two, when they show their true colors and like are evil, they don't just like a lot of the other demons in this show. Kind of like they're like, haha, I'm a demon, and then they just go full bore into just attacking, and they kind of lose their theme. 
These mm-hmm. two just stay sexy skaters that just skate all the time and love each other, but they're also evil. And in that way, they turn very Team Rocket. And yeah, well, I'm they, on they board. Say, they have a dynamic also beyond um, vanilla villain of the week. Like these two mm-hmm. know each other, and it is pretty cl- consistent throughout the episode. Right, they, they have an had some sort of shared history, and they've got a banter that is that is mm-hmm. fun. They also turn against each other at some point. They also turn on each other. Yeah over lita and there's like a whole thing so lita is a natural at skating and she's like kicking everyone's ass and yeah lita um, lita's jupiter for those who uh maybe have forgotten how the names connect and our and our and our expositional cats inform us that she is also equally good at ice at ice dancing from moon time yeah from their past life from their past life as 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 princess jupiter she was also a baller skater which goes again to that sort of like none of them can have mm-hmm. like historical flaws. Like they have flaws as characters now, but it's all such a weird. Okay, you were all princesses and you have a own planet and you're all the best at this at ice dancing, and, <laughs> and your moms love you all the most. All your boyfriends were so hot. And all your boyfriends were Freddie, and he had very good hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, Freddie's Freddy my with the favorite character that we never meet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's damn. just this odd ghost who uh, this 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 vampire <laughs> that we all we know about him is that he he had ro- he had a rock and do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lita, <laughs> and it has Lita. completely slain Lita. She she is head over heels for a nice do. Right, she notices that Misha's hair looks a is lot a rock like Freddie's hair. He's got a good except do as well. not as good or better than Freddie because Freddie dumped her. So <laughs> that immediately that makes... puts Misha right there up up on the top. Yeah, new guys who you haven't met yet haven't dumped you, so they already have a rung up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I can't falter logic. Damn it. Damn you, Freddy. (laughs) I want to meet him, though. I do. I hope we get a Freddy. Um, So all the scouts are pretty decent at skating, except Serena, um, who just constantly fails at, at doing the skate. Um, and she can do it. She's really also, bad. Also, I want to note, too, this is the second or third time we've talked about Lita's boyfriends that we just don't meet. Mm-hmm. So, like, while Serena and Ray are just lamenting the same two dudes that we see episode to episode, mm-hmm. Lita's just out there slamming nobodies. Just, <laughs> just, just, use, just, yes, just using them up. Slamming <laughs> them for their valuable hunk juices and then leaving them on the side of the road. Oh God, I, I do actually that think that's she's a so fun. Tall? Yeah, she's, she's abso- absorbing <laughs> hunk nutrients. <laughs> Look, I think that's a fun flip on on what you would expect because a, a shittier show would have introduced Lita as the tomboy that we met her as, but. They wouldn't have her because of that. They wouldn't let her like date boys. You oh know? sure, all boys would think mm. she's too much of a man, right? Mm-hmm. And in this one, the tomboyest of the whole group is the one out just dating all the time. Yeah. And I love yeah, she's that. She's crushing it. It's great. She's self-assured. <laughs> she's she's out crushing. Step dick. on me. Step on me, Lita. <laughs> please step on me. Wow, please. Oh, please step on me. She's just leave, leaving her castle and finding dweebs outside. <laughs> um, uh, so her, her pathway is a cobblestone of smushed dweebs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's mm-hmm, a Green Day mm-hmm. song. 
Lita walks on <laughs> On the stones of broken dweebs <laughs> Okay, okay, so the episode, the episode So the episode, yeah So our, our skating villains are do- running a body scan system On the cameras of everybody skating on the rink To see if they match one of the five Sailor Scouts Right and it's it's all the more comical when you see the like perfect silhouettes of what these Sailor Scouts look like compared to literally them right there looking the same with the same hair, haircuts <laughs> and everything. Um, yeah. The fact that they're like literally holding up silhouettes like, hmm, mm, I don't see them. <laughs> I don't see just, these five. Just trying to fit it into the, yeah, it's very funny. Can you right. guess who? It's a mystery. Uh, I still can't. The... No. The the big thing that happens though is that Janelle ends up uh seeing Lita and Misha. Sorry, I'm trying to remember these names. Lita and Misha sort of like hitting it off out on the ice. And of course, it's just that Misha has decided Lita is clearly the one who must be Sailor Moon, and so he's like spending time with her. But Janelle gets hella jelly. And right. uh He's also get- legitimately like into her and like transfixed by her. Like I, think I don't so. think he's lying about that. Like he's definitely no. like he sees we, her see, we, see the, we see those little jewels fly through the air. I think it's a reasonable assumption, Dweeb. All those, all those shoujo anime bubbles. All the bubbles. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, got straight bubbles for her, dude. Yeah, he's got oh, bubbles man. for her. He's got mercury I'll, bubbles for her. You ever, you ever just saw this girl and then bubbles? <laughs> Damn. Are they uh, bubbled? <laughs> <laughs> but she, uh, Janelle immediately like gets on the PA mic and is like, "Okay, everybody, fucking stop! Get everybody out of Everybody has to believe house. skating is over. <laughs> go home. You must go now. And then the place shuts down like a military fortress. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah the that's... panic room door is closed. <laughs> Super suspicious. Uh, but the only ones left inside are the two demons and Lita, and then Serena, who." <laughs> It's just determined to get her lesson and is like, yeah, I'm not. She's wandering around with her skates. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to get leaving. my free lesson. God, she's just, I love that everything Serena does is based in just like petulant shittiness. Getting mm-hmm. free things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to get just fucked out of my free lesson. That's, that's <laughs> not how today's going to end. Sailor Moon doesn't let a deal go to waste. <laughs> uh, uh, so at that point, um, that's when uh, Janelle confronts uh, Lita and Misha skating like like buddies mm-hmm. on the ice, and she transforms in a really cool transformation. Very, um, it is. She gets like cool spikes, and she has this like visor that flips back, and then becomes like a hair hairband. It's like that, a kind of like. Is it Dragon Ball Z where you flex with the you flex your clothes off? You just ex- your clothes right. explode off your body from those flexing mm-hmm. muscles. Uh huh. Yeah. So she does that. Well, yeah. And DBZ wise, she does end up kind of looking like an Android eighteen type. She you know? does. Yeah. So she ends up she ends up getting kind of this uh this like sexy skate robot thing going on, uh, which is in uh, contrast to what Misha looks like when he transforms, which is like. Skate vampire? <laughs> skate. I didn't think skate vampire was a genre, like, but actually, like no, ice, there ice is. Dracula? A girl walks home alone at night is a skating Dracula, is a skating vampire. That is a movie. But 
Uh, so I guess the the rich genre of vampire skaters um, <laughs> got another member. Isn't that isn't that what, isn't that what it is? Buffy the Vampire Skater, right? That's it. I think so. Yeah, I think that's how it goes. Alternate uh, title for the episode. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Uh-huh. Um, but the the cool thing about his costume is that his cape is two capes. It's just a cape split in the middle, <laughs> and it kind of looks like bat wings, but it also kind of looks really lame. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> yeah, he looks like a freaking goofball. The lady Janelle is very cool. She's super She's the cool. cool and then, yeah, this like dorky opera singer is her, <laughs> you know, is her partner. Um, plus, Tuxedo Mask already like has the look down, you know? I totally. know. They had to make uh, it look different. They just made him look down. But mm-hmm. you know how when I was talking about the fact that they had this established a relationship. So when Lita's about to at first confront Janelle and, you know, throw down because now she's a now she's a karate nunchuck cook on ice. Like now now we've just upgraded. This is a significant Pokemon evolution for Lita with the <laughs> addition of ice skates. But before she can even get two words out, Misha is just so pissed that, she, that uh, Janelle is even jealous to begin with that they start fighting. Right. It's a nice dynamic. It's so fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as soon as they're both transformed and they start like working together, they go full team rocket and they start talking in unison and in rhyme. Yeah. It's like, yes, it's so kiss, kiss delicious. And I think everything they say from there on for the end of the episode is all still in unison. And, uh, and if you guys want to stay in my castle, you'll do the same. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, we're not. No, even we're not even going <laughs> to try try that. yeah that. see this yeah. is terrible see, this for is the ring <laughs> but when it gets um, synced up it'll be so much better when i want to stay in the magic. castle <laughs> please don't kick me out <laughs> um so yeah i don't know everything kind of uh explodes they all start yeah, fighting. sailor moon uh, transforms yeah she shows up uh and, mask shows up too well hold on though because sailor moon she transforms and then her suit transforms her a pair of skates <laughs> and she still can't skate she was yeah. very excited hoping that she would be able to skate as soon as um she turned into sailor moon and maybe awakened some of those like natural powers but uh no such luck she really sucks <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny she's really bummed out about it yeah uh and then like I said, Tuxedo Mask arrives, kind of a thin plot justification. He shows up basically just like, I'm kind of saving you, but not really. I mostly yeah, just Yeah, just disagree. so we remember that he is, you know, bad guy, but not full bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to he, keep people he... from ditching the show because they're too upset that everyone's <laughs> boyfriend, Darian, uh, has turned, turned evil. Yeah. You know, got to have some hope in every episode. But what's so funny is that it turns into like a couple skate. Like so a, a nice. two-on-two couple skate with Serena and Darian, and then uh, Janelle and Misha. And Serena going and Darian full have like silly. They've got they've got nice banter. It's cute. They're like, "Haha, this is so cool!" Oh, smooth moves. Like it's really adorable <laughs> and kind of gives you like a peek at to what at what these two characters might be like if the story let them fully be themselves and partners. Mm-hmm. Though Dark Darian is a is a fun character to experience, mm-hmm. yeah. Although again, if if it it, it does, because now apparently he lives in the Negaverse. We haven't seen him in the real world since. Yeah, yeah he lives no. in the Negaverse wearing like Fire Emblem armor. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're right. 
<laughs> and then he just kind of shows up in his tuxedo after that. I'm not sure. I think that's his like original prince costume yeah, or something. Yeah, he spends all his all of his free time with Malachite, and they just growl at each other like rabid dogs. Right. Which um, does happen in this episode. It's really yeah, weird. They do. Uh, <laughs> but then uh, Jupiter shows up because she was knocked out by the initial hit, and then she shows up and she's transformed, and then she's like. She has this great line, like, you call that a gold medal? More like fool's gold. <laughs> Did you mean it's great a, line? It's a very dumb burn, and I, and I think it was enjoyable. <laughs> I liked it, too. Uh, yeah, only a dweeb goes back on their, uh, on their statement. Or they said they didn't like on it. On their burn quotients. Yeah. You know what? Uh-oh. I'm, gonna, I'm <clears throat> just going to ignore that. So... The, the rest of the episode is just mostly sailor nonsense. The rest of the scouts right. show up. Malachite shows up. He's got some weird thing where he's going to freeze them all like icicles, and then he leaves, and then they don't get frozen. Yeah, they create us like a, a, a thin uh, a thin excuse for all the sailor scouts to get their one move in, and then mm-hmm. we pretty much yeah. hit it and quit it. We go to, we cut to, to them outside, and Lita's complaining that she didn't get to bone Misha before you transformed. <laughs> right. You know what's something else that I noticed was kind of a fun detail in this episode was Ray uh, has this like very subtle trait of like putting her hands inside of her, her overalls. Do you yeah. notice that at all? It's just no, sort of a but fun, I'll keep an eye out. it's a fun, a fun little, little mannerism thing. Yeah. Mannerism where she's just sort of like playing with her outfit. Like she's just living <laughs> in living in it. Like it's yeah. like real, like something a girl would do is just kind of a goofy thing. Yeah. It's like, like tucking her hands inside of her overalls and just kind of like, and they give her, they give her a lot more like uh, a side dialogue, mm-hmm. like in the back, like she's in the back of the frame, not being d- like directly spoken to. And she's just like sarcastic grumbling, mm-hmm. uh, which I also enjoy. Yeah. I just haven't really seen that before. I've seen like a character sort of play with their clothes in a really naturalistic way like that. You mean in yeah. Sailor Moon? In Sailor Moon, well, but in, in like in animation, to no, see in real them life, like... <laughs> most most women I know just stand at attention and never move any right. <laughs> any limbs and wait to be spoken to. <laughs> oh dear, uh, there's What's a good thing at the says? end. Oh, oh no, I was gonna me. say there's a good thing right at the end where. Uh, Lita's really upset, and she's like, no, nah, but I'll get over it. I'll find myself another guy. And then like, there's a guy that walks by on the street, yeah. and she's like, oh, man, he's hot. He reminds me of Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> and right. then immediately just runs after this other guy. There again, like, reinforcing how much she's just, like, out there putting herself out and dating. Yeah, also, well, that guy does not look like a little bit more. All. It becomes a little more problematic as she's just obsessed with this ghost and keeps trying, keeps trying to, you know, <laughs> try to, to to bring him back, you know, from the dead with some sort of love ritual. Yeah, yeah. Trying to fuck him back to life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like, I like that you almost didn't say that. You were so close to not saying "fuck him back to life." <laughs> All right, let's go home. No, it's yeah. what Sailor says. Yeah, oh, Sailor, Sailor says, says really quick. <laughs> Don't try you know, and fuck your ex-boyfriends back to life. Yeah, it's like Lita's not a loser for not hooking up with a Russian figure skater. <laughs> yeah, for she failed once. <laughs> yeah, the you one, may be thinking the one, she's a loser. 
<laughs> don't, don't be confused. She still rocks. <laughs> she is a hot piece of commodity. Right. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of a weird one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was like nobody thought she was a loser till you said something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Serena's really editorializing these sailor says. We all saw we all saw Lita completely fuck up and not get laid. But guess what? She's not a loser. Guess what I said it. <laughs> guess what I went there? Not a loser. <laughs> God bless. Hey Rory. Hey there, Austin. Can you tell us about the very exciting new food product that's coming out that uh, we're really excited about? That's my favorite kind of product. Yeah, um, please tell us about what have they done with cinnamon? <laughs> what have they done with cinnamon? <laughs> Where did even our cinnamon go is my question. I keep opening my, I keep opening up the drawers because I know what I know I went to the store and bought six more cinnamons because I... <laughs> Because I gotta tell you guys something. Okay. Yeah, what's that? What have they done with cinnamon? Because <laughs> I had it. Now there's no cinnamon. What did they do with our cinnamon? Look, because I'm trying to make some fucking cookies, and what have they done with my cinnamon? Uh, did you check under the bench? Is it under the bench? Do you know where the cinnamon is? <laughs> Are you just not telling me that it's under the bench and you took it and you put it there? I'll never tell. Look, if I get the cinnamon back, I don't really even care where it was. I'm just gonna close my eyes and go to my room, and when I come back downstairs, they're Dang better be cinnamon. So I'm just gonna go and close the door and whatever happens after I've left this room now, I don't know what happened. I'm putting the cinnamon back. <laughs> Probably for the I'm best. back in the room and I've caught oh. you, you dang cinnamon monster. <laughs> <laughs> I paid good money for this. Up on the mesa. Uh, well, hello. We're uh, back in our dweeb castle. We're uh, fortifying <laughs> the walls with with boiling pitch and uh, fire bombs so that Andy can't get back inside. He's we've trapped him out. Um, <laughs> He's on the line forever. Howling. Uh, I really shouldn't have helped you figure out what I hate. <laughs> I'm famously. Oh, it's so sticky. I'm so scared of pitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little pitchy. Oh, uh, okay. what are we talking about? Let's talk about another episode, um, and that is Moon Mace episode 11, Dances with Bulls. <laughs> I am uh, so mad at this episode. Okay, well, hang on to that, Buster. Hang on to your hat, because I'm going to tell you what it's about. Okay. I've got it. We got okay. a gang of British lizards named the Gila Hooligans. Uh, Rob Mayor Baloney's re-election party. They not only steal all of the guest valuables, but also the mayor's ill-gotten tax fraud money. Moo Montana is tasked with apprehending the hooligans, but Sheriff Terrible isn't going to let him hog the glory. To finish the job, they have to find a way to work together. Okay, now if I can air my grievances. Please do. The episode is called Dances with Bulls. 
It's not about, it's not, it's not, a, that's not the plot of Dances with Wolves. It's not about dancing or bulls. It and is actually, also, th- what? There, there is a dance, a bull dance in the whole center of the episode, but that is continue. true. Well, okay, fair enough, but no, it's not there's the no Kevin the episode. Costner it's, it's, it's anywhere B, to be found. It's the B plot, and it's just, it's just Lady Kate's her or not, not Miss Kate, uh, Miss Lily's uh, birthday. Anyway, my point was just that, like, it was just such a such a preponder. Pre- I'm so I'm flustered. I'm flustered at how much <laughs> You've this gotten really is worked up about this I'm, I'm about the, this Kevin Costner movie. Because uh, I, <laughs> and then also the. The characters who are definitely the Beatles were Gila monsters. Yeah, yeah. The, the Beatles are definitely in this episode. Yeah, they um, are. At least two well, of them. It's actually, I mean, it's basically just Ringo twice and then a British guy, right? Yeah. I thought one of them was vaguely Paul McCartney. Sort of a John. I was been. thinking a John Lennon. Well, clearly we don't know what the Beatles sound clearly like. We have never heard the Beatles talk. <laughs> right. But yeah, there's definitely any, a Ringo. Any two Beatles. Any two Beatles and sort of a generic British person. Uh, there, There's a Liverpudlian uh, there is, voice, yes. vocal choice, times two. I, and so then another guy. We got to understand here, Gila monsters, they are in no way British at all. No, like, right. there's They even make British a point of telling the us that they're Mexican. Do you yeah. think they started doing, like, voices and then somebody was like, no, no, no. <laughs> We'd actually have to hire, you know, like. I don't know. You know, man. if it was like a weird racially insensitive sort of choice. And I don't know. This is, yeah, because it's the first time they take a they take, you know, 10 seconds out of the episode to teach us about, uh, you know, Gila monsters. Instead of Gila, because they say Gila and then they. <laughs> no, it's with a soft G. It's a Gila hooligans. <laughs> Everyone say it together. Gila. Gila. Very good. It's it's a what is this? What I don't know. What I will say about these Gila hooligans is that I find them interesting. They were pretty delightful. Yeah. They're, uh, the, They're scary. the fact that they weren't Beatles bothered me, but otherwise, yeah. otherwise the, they were entertaining. What was interesting about them was that having them having them be this like Ur villain that <laughs> yeah. Uh, Trump, even the like regular villains that are like they got yeah. the drop on the ba- on the regular bad guys and the good guys, and so having them also be very plain and non threatening. Yeah, they're, they're super effete. Yeah, they're, they're very plain looking. They're not like drawn like evil scheming cartoon monsters. They're just kind of these like very plain looking green <laughs> lizards with with like snake guns and. You know, it, that that to me is also interesting, that like incongruity between them looking very plain and, and dull and like not evil villainous, like hulking meat beasts. Right. Um, sure. And them also like having the, you know, the highest ranking villainy on the show right now is like <laughs> super interesting. Uh, well, so I would say this episode gets points for me in setup and then. None on execution. Yeah, because they, they wind up being a fairly small part of the episode. Right. Yeah. And we mostly but, just wander around in the desert with, with Sheriff Moomont or with Marshall Moo Montana. Right. Yeah. Now, what I do like that they do for the episode is that this episode has a fun dynamic that none of the other ones we've watched so far can come close to, which totally. is that it's really funny that the mayor 
So the mayor is the big bad guy, and he always hires Sheriff Terrible and then his flunkies, Boot Hill and Saddle Sore. He always hires these guys to do his bad deeds. But when this horrible thing happens and the Gila hooligans show up and they steal all of his fucking money, he's like, ooh, man, I actually want this job done right, so I'm going to hire the <laughs> heroes of the show. <laughs> the biggest bad guy hires the heroes of the show because experience has shown him that they always win. I yeah, find he that actually cares hilarious. About this one. Yeah. Like, that's such a funny angle. I wish that mm-hmm. they'd done more with that angle, but just the fact that it exists is hilarious to me. Right. It'd be like, like, I, I don't I don't even know. I can't even come up with an analog right now. I tried to do a Sonic the Hedgehog reference and I failed halfway through. No, so, no, no. You know. Let's not do that. Uh. <laughs> but it's it that part also really appealed to me. But again, that's all about premise and setup and not about how they do the actual rest of the episode. Yeah. Which is let's walk bad. through the beats of this one. So it begins with the mayor is putting on this like bullshit party. Uh it's like hey. his real action party and he's been taking taxes from everybody. It's like his tax fraud, tax fund. Yeah. Um, and nobody the- can pay admission to go to his party with all this fancy food because they've already been, like, you know, bled dry by taxes. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so they're having this big party, and in the back room, uh, the sheriff and the two flunkies are counting all of this ill-gotten money. And... uh we introduce what is to be the B plot for the whole episode, which is that it's also Lily's birthday tomorrow. So outside the party, Moo Montana runs into Miss Lily and he's got a, like they exchange some solid bedroom eyes. Uh, <laughs> and then he gives her a, a witch's hat. <laughs> he gives her a burlap witch hat that he's very attached to. Which I think if there's anything to, to take away from this episode, it's that Moo Montana thinks witches are sexy. <laughs> he's got some role play in mind. Uh, mm-hmm. But it is a bad hat, and she hates it, and she is bad at hiding that she hates it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and she's like, well, talking to herself after he leaves to go catch some cattle wrestlers, and she's like, well, it's the thought that counts. And then you hear him chime in off screen, I heard that. which is pretty funny yeah Uh, that's like legitimately funny i mean you know you gotta hand it to him again here in the setup in any other normal cartoon plot he would go the whole episode without knowing that she hated it and that would be a reveal at the end but he clearly has some idea of the fact that she doesn't like it but he still doggedly tries to give it to her the whole episode which like way to stick to your guns i guess you're like (laughs) yeah i'm not gonna get another gift this one's good enough (laughs) yeah even though she fucking hates it so that's when well she tries to make the best of it she puts like her prized brooch from her family on it doesn't really Mm -hmm. look better kind of looks shittier honestly it kind of makes it look it kind of adds the buckle effect to a witch's hat you know yeah it's complete Calamity Kate says, uh, she says only one thing's gonna help this hat. Calamity Kate dogs are on that hat the whole episode. (laughs) Oh, yeah. She she says one thing's gonna help this hat a large open flame. (laughs) 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 Fucking rat. It's very good, catty catty runway talk. Oh, oh, Kate. Yeah. Uh, And that's when the Gila, the Gila Hooligan show up. The soft G. Gila. Gila. They are, like we said before, uh, totally out of place British, but they're very classy. 
They're real classy thieves. And there's um, a couple of them that talk a bit like this. They talk <laughs> like the Beatles. <laughs> How are you doing? It's We're not... gonna rob you. We're not it's... gonna explain this setup at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, beetle, it's... Beetle, mm. beetle. It's not good. Uh, we've, we've covered the rest of the setup. They steal all the money, they get the hell out of there, and then the mayor's so pissed that he hires Moo Montana to go after them. Uh, but the main other part of that is that Sheriff Terrible feels incredibly emasculated by that move and is determined to go out and prove that he's better than Moo. Uh, yeah. And that's the that's what we're dealing with for the whole episode is this like Sheriff Terrible versus Moo Montana who can catch these other bad guys first thing. Yeah. And so they they both um so Moo gets the drop on the villains. Like he finds them, but then he's about to catch them when Terrible shows up as well and trying to also grab the glory and then one of the the healers flashes a mirror in his eyes just yeah, immediately. Cause, right, just right. Cause they blinded. were like laying there tanning and you know, he had like a tanning right. reflective shield thing. Yeah. And then they, the two bowls collide with each other and that allows them to get the drop on them and they get tied up and left for dead in the desert. It's true. Boy, yeah. this, this is just, this is just weird. They're tied together for 80% <laughs> of this episode. Right. And they're back to back for about a hot second. And then Moose Moose big idea is to like jimmy them around so they're face to face. So it's Which it's is like very <laughs> sexual. It's so sexual. These these two big burly cowmen are just like almost making out and like you know, they're probably they're probably brushing all sorts of sensitive parts against each other as they're tied yeah, they're up. They're tied at the waist together. Um it's, they it's also a... they did tear a hole in the jewelry bag. So that there, there's a line to follow. There's like a breadcrumb trail of like people's valuables across the desert. So they have something to follow as they try to escape. But yeah, the, the other weird part of this is that you see them first tied up um, very quickly. And then um, in the distance, we cuts over to Colorado and Dakota who are able to like just barely squint in the distance and see them. Like, hey, look, right. it's the two of them. Let's go get them. And then they hop on their horses and, like, ride after them. And then... Like, ten more minutes of ten episode Ten more pass. minutes of episode before they meet each other. And there, there's no reason for why there's extra obstacles. Like, in the show, it makes it seem like they're about 100 feet away. Yeah. I think the more that we watch Moo Mesa, the more it is clear to me that all of the writing is just held together by string and Elmer's glue. Like, <laughs> Well, you know, when we talked to Michael Uslan about making dinosaurs, like, you know, they didn't know which episode was going to come out. They had a huge order and they just had to like, they didn't have time to vet any of this. They didn't have time no. to rewrite drafts. You know, this is all, this is all draft <laughs> one. Right. Animation. I mean, it's gotta be, it's, it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy to me. And so, you know, there's lots of little pieces of this episode in particular that don't seem to like flow logically from A to B. No. Like the whole waltzing bit in the middle <coughs> adds nothing to this episode. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, what even is that? Why do, can you can you make sense of that for me at all? I, I can tell you why. They had the name <laughs> Dances with 
with bowls. <laughs> yeah, they had. Yeah, they. Ha- yeah, and it's they pretty much I think just to pay off the, to barely pay off the title. They had to find a way to have dancing with two bowls. <laughs> and how can we have two men touching each other in a dancing way? Well, they've got to be tied up together. Because so... no man would touch another man voluntarily. <laughs> right. Right. And so they kind of just worked backwards from there. And that's what gave us the weird center of the episode, which isn't even really the the setup of the episode. No. You know, so it's not a payoff on anything like the cool promise we're given is that it's going to have to be like, OK, these two teams, the villains and the, the heroes are going to have to all work together to stop this like tougher enemy that has outsmarted all of them. But which is a good idea. Which is a good idea and is intriguing. It's like, oh, cool. All right, we're going to see them all team up. No, mostly it's Montana and Terrible tied together, just kind of like weirdly grinding against each other in the <laughs> desert <laughs> until and they wrap wrap things up really quickly at the end. Uh, There's we, also we, a musical number. I was going to say, we can't not talk about the musical number that breaks out. Uh, but I don't know Cummings. what to say. I truly don't they had know to what fill to time. say. They just had to fill time. Like they had this whole like 12 minutes in the center of the episode that kind of has nothing happening. The song is kind of like, I don't know. It's, it's not a bad song. It's kind of a takeoff on, on rawhide and some yeah, other it's things. a rawhide sort of, sort of song, but it's basically just yeah. sure terrible singing about how hot it is. Uh, while he has a, a repeated mirages of like seeing popsicles and shit and ends up licking like street signs and stuff. It's <laughs> fucking bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. It's very uh, it's weird. super weird, but it, it, uh, it was fun. There's also a twister that shows up out of nowhere. All of a sudden. Yeah. These different, these different obstacles that happen based on nothing else that's been established or promised in the episode. Like, <laughs> there's not like, you know, there's the beginning of the episode. There's not like, Oh boy, I think it's twister weathers are coming. You know, no. nothing, nothing. It's just things happen because they have to pad time. And then the twister like knocks them or into a river. You know, come to call it is just, you know, cowboy nonsense. Right. It's cowboy nonsense. But like, on a on a different level than we've seen before. This is like almost I would almost venture to call this nonsense nonsense. I would yeah, because it's not it's not even visually entertaining, which is usually the reason they can kind of barely excuse their their uh their behavior. Mhm. Yeah. <laughs> this one's just like, well, we've written 8 pages, so I guess I guess it's the artist's problem now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good enough, all right? Well, I got to go home. So have fun all night. <laughs> <laughs> they do wind up in the Joan River, which is funny. <laughs> yeah, they goofy movie themselves down that river as they're tied up, and they almost fall off a waterfall, and mm-hmm. they get saved. And I don't know. None of this is worth talking about. Fuck it. Yeah, they kind of just episode. show up, and then very quickly all like pull the the switcheroo on the the Gila's, and then they win, and Miss Lily gets her hat back, and it's like, all right fucking whatever fine well okay so there's one notable fun writing moment that i liked and it's when they do the, the they're doing their like showdown with the gilas and mm-hmm. uh moo and terrible are still tied up and moo has just gotten his gun back and the gilas there's three of them and they're like well it's three versus one 
And then Moo does crazy ricochet shit and like frees them and knocks one of their guns into Terrible's hands. So he's got a gun. He's like, make that two against two. And then Colorado and Dakota show up and they're like, make that two against four. And Saddlesore and Boothill show up and he goes, eh, make that two against. Wait, where were we again? And I did like that attempt at a joke. It was like, yeah, and it was right. so the close. That we, we established early on in the episode that he couldn't count. Yeah, that line that I thought was a little entertaining, where he's like, 20, 40, 60. Where was I? Oh, yeah. yeah. 20, 40, 60. And <laughs> <laughs> it just like, counts the same three bills over. <laughs> it's so close. It was so close to being okay. Yeah. There uh, is another line in that, too, where uh, Moo whistles to try to get his horse to come over and give him his gun back. Mm-hmm. And the, the healers hear the whistling, like, who was that? And then the the guy they're like sticking up on the side of the road is like, oh, uh, sometimes I whistle when I'm scared. <laughs> like, oh, we'll, we'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I liked that. And that was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, nothing special through, yeah. through to the end, pretty much. I don't know. Lily gets her hat back and Moose still thinks witches are hot and, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we just also is is anybody else kind of like deeply disturbed by like gifting somebody clothes that you're the one who you like you have this weird like dress up <sighs> fetish it's I super know. gross that's yeah the that other is part a weird of it. thing oh god it's weird i like it's that's even weirder than giving perfume mm-hmm. yeah if this was if this was if this was a serial killer thing he'd be like we'd we'd see a, we'd cut to a picture of his mom wearing the hat at the end of the, <laughs> like at the end of the episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I do have to kind of rescind something I said earlier about how I liked that angle, how it was different. <laughs> but, but like, I like that it was different, but I don't like the implication, which is that even yeah. even knowing he's dressing Lily, her and it's gross. Yeah, like she tells him she doesn't like the hat, and he's like, "Well, I like the way and you look insists. in that hat, though, so I'm yeah. going to continue giving it to you." It's like John Lithgow on Dexter. <laughs> don't you want to look good for me? Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go home. Just, here's a here's a thing. I'm leaving you know, the castle we, behind. It's the dweeb castle now. You can have it. I'm yeah. out. Don't just don't give women things you want them to wear. You insist them to wear. Just don't don't do that. Let them do their own thing. Give them a gift card. Dang it. Give women gift cards. Next episode. Give them things you want. Don't. <laughs> This applies to all people. Just don't yeah. give don't give me clothes. Just don't, <laughs> don't give care. gifts and everything will be okay. Let's hear from a sponsor. Well, be 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 best the sound. That's the sound of a car running driving by my oh, driving God. by my house and they've thrown out an av- they've thrown out an envelope and it's landed it's landed right on the lawn and guess what it's a, it's an advertisement. Oh shit. Wow. Well shit, so guess so maybe Andy, maybe Andy can read about read about our new advertisement. Okay, I'll go pick up that envelope. Um what do I find inside? There's one piece of nasty corn. <laughs> Is the sponsor this week one piece of nasty corn thrown out of a car in an envelope? Well, you don't have to say the whole thing, but yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a new there's a, a a new service apparently. Um, you know, sort of a uh, you know, like we used to have candygrams or or sort of you know telegrams of <laughs> any sort. Who brought you candygrams? Yeah. Comes nasty corn. Comes nasty corn. <laughs> You know, sort of a way to show, uh, show 
other people how you feel about them uh, through personalized car deliveries <laughs> of single pieces of nasty corn. <laughs> I mean, we all know what that says. I mean, it's, there's the language of produce, right? I mean, there's there's the language of flowers. You know what a single red rose means, and uh, you know that extends to produce. So, you know, five green beans in a in a fry cone. Oh, I know what that means. <laughs> we, we know what that one means. And in a similar way, a single envelope full of nasty corn, uh, you know, just tells someone like Austin maybe, like I might I might send you one, Austin, uh, and uh -oh. it would really it would really express the depth of how I feel about you. Yeah, it'd mean uh, the silver anniversary of the time we touched butts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it can mean anything. I think that it's a really versatile way of getting a message across. Can you cook that corn, or is that just all not even edible? I mean, you can cook the corn. You could cook a lot of things. I don't recommend that you cook this nasty corn because have you seen this thing <laughs> it's nasty <laughs> it'll it'll wreck you inside and out and all the way down i think that nasty corn is a really worthwhile worthwhile place for you to spend your money you know if you spend enough money at nasty corn they might expand into some other of those produce language op uh, options and maybe 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 there's some nice ones too <laughs> All right, we're back. We're back from from the from the places we go. We're uh, me and me and Austin have fled the castle. Andy has has tarred has has thrown himself to it and and has <laughs> fixed himself with the with the furniture. And we said no more. We said if the if the house is if the house is a dweeb, then we can't be in it because this is dweeb once the castle house... now. <laughs> Where are you? So we're outside. So much sure of yourself than you did before. You sound kind of <laughs> like a dweeb now. No. no. You're so no, I'm, I'm, I'm as cocksure as I've ever been. <laughs> oh, I no, it's about the, that. You guys, it's the power of the castle. It's turning me very sexy and cool. And uh -oh, anyone outside no, is don't slowly be, no, dweebifying. Don't be cool. I, I, don't like the, I don't like this full circle motif that's going on here. I'm still the strong, the strong, confident man I was at the start of the episode. Well, if, why don't you prove it by telling us the synopsis of Cyber 6 Episode 10, Full Mood Fascination. It goes like this, a sexy new substitute teacher named Elaine starts spending a lot of time with Lucas, much to Adrian's dismay. What's worse, it turns out she is secretly a werewolf and is determined to make Lucas one as well. What genre is this show? It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's apparently Twilight. Yeah. We're just, they, they go, I mean, they, they do go very, like, Bella Lugosi in this show <laughs> every mm -hmm. other episode. And then... I don't know, and then it's just kind of whatever. It's, it, it, <laughs> <laughs> I, I so eloquently put it, but this show is all over the place. But it, I mean, yeah, it, it does is. pull from classic horror. It just doesn't always stick the landing. Boy, yeah. I this this one, I don't think it was quite as bad as the Moo Mesa episode we just talked about. But this right, was pretty. No. This was pretty like right by numbers, you know. Yeah. Like yeah. if you told me there was a werewolf episode of Cyber Six, I probably could have guessed every plot point. That was to turned out to be true about this episode. Like I could have been like, "Oh yeah, uh, Lucas will get turned into a werewolf, uh, and then Cyber Six will have to fight him. But then she'll appeal to his better nature, and he'll fight a it back against the werewolf that turned him." Stranger is also the werewolf. Yeah, and you know, at the end, blah blah. I don't know. It's it'll a all very be fine. strangely <laughs> temporary form of lycanthropy, though. 
Yeah. Um, you, you know, you have to get scratched by the, you know, by a werewolf, but then <laughs> you sort of half turn over a period of days and then you can turn back if you get punched really hard. Yeah. Um, and also it just goes away forever sometimes. Is there, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be shitty here at all. You know, I'm not doing this to be petulant, but is there some sort of, I don't know, negative, negative <laughs> points that I could give to Austin for having said the word lycanthropy on this podcast? <laughs> is there, is there anything that I can do here to fight back in a legal way? Can I bring a case? You can give me an A plus grade for using the correct <laughs> word. <laughs> are we trying to, are we trying to, are we trying to, to out him as a, as a, as a Dungeons and Dragons player? <laughs> I just, you know. It just it just made me it, just it made me want to rage a little grimace. bit when I heard him say it. Uh, it made me feel like I feel like I need to do a little gatekeeping real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because I'm very self assured and sexy at the top of my castle now, and I, I love... feel like the established rules of lycanthropy are <laughs> invariably broken by the canon of this episode. Uh. I will. I will agree with you. It is a strange method by which people get turned into werewolves. Uh, and also, the like first werewolf is this strange, like sexy lady werewolf. Like it, it kind of goes into furry territory, and I don't know how I feel about it. Like there is the first a... werewolf's the boy, the, the 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 dweeb that she that she tries out her biting power on. Oh, I meant yeah. I guess I, I just meant like she's the one that's creating all of them. You know what I mean? Sure. Oh, I see. Yes. The so. Yeah, Elaine. Elaine is like absurdly sexy as a person. Like she shows up to Lucas and she just turns it on, and he is powerless to resist. And she's got this like big red hair and like I don't know some sort of purple pleather bodysuit. It's like fucking yeah. bizarre. It she's, was like, a fun reveal the first time we see her in her wolf form, though, because she's just equally curvy and hot. She's just <laughs> yeah, a, just a sexy wolf. Also, with, she has like with brown, long, or gray hair. hair, and then her her like human hair color is totally different. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's a. It's it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, so, but she's there's one she's, thing. Yeah, go ahead. There's one thing with this episode that I think was interesting, which was. Uh, normally we see, um, Jose and Jose Mm -hmm. was not in this episode. Um, sure. And I I will say that I think the episode could have been even worse if they had jammed in a Jose subplot. (laughs) (laughs) And our favorite little goose stepping Nazi child. Yeah. Like if he had sort of popped in and, um, it did lead to an interesting reveal though at the end. Um, why, I mean, why he wasn't there and why we didn't see him you know, creating these werewolves and sort of being the the puppet master behind it. Um, and there's a reason for that. Right. Um, and I think not having that, you know, leads to there kind of being not a whole lot that happens in this episode. Sure. You know, it's very, it's very bare bones. There's kind of not a ton going on. It's very straightforward. Well, um, and it, it sort of screams like lost potential to me uh, because I think on paper, Elaine is probably the scariest villain we've had in this show up to date mm-hmm. because she can find out Cyber Six's secret identity by smell. She's right. like infiltrated his cover identity as a substitute teacher. She's got a relationship with Lucas and is like driving a wedge between that friendship. Like she was poised, if she had been used better, she was poised to be really scary. And like yeah. 
a serious villain that could have done some bigger damage. Uh, yeah, it's a fair point. But they just didn't and use she still her that might. way. She still might come back later. Really? Um, because she just sort of disappears. I don't um, know. Because spoiler, she says that she was she arrived with the mission of killing von Richter. No, and, no, killing Cyber Six. Von Richter. I... Von Richter sent her to kill Cyber Six. I thought. Oh, see, I thought what she said was that von Richter. I was sent to kill him. Nah, no, something like that. That was that was what I interpreted, and so I was like, "Oh, no. that's an interesting twist." Yeah. Nope, it's even no, shittier than you, you figured been, out. You've been, you've been duped by your own by your own poor brain power. Oh, no, you, you've been duped by your desire for this show to be more interesting than it is. <laughs> yeah, because in the end, no, all that she said was that she was from von Richter and was sent to kill her. And oh. she has she has like this like oh my god you were sent by von Richter like of course she fucking was like everything else in this town. But right. yeah, it's a lame, it's a lame twist. It's silly. Uh, it's not even a twist. I don't know. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little butthurt because I feel like this werewolf hot lady Elaine situation could have been way more interesting than it ended up being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There wasn't a whole lot going and also so much unexplained, you know, that, that doesn't tell us why the. If we don't have the stakes, if we don't know, like, oh, Lucas could be transformed forever, you know, or we've got to find a, right. a cure. We've got to get the jab him with the syringe in time <laughs> so that he can turn back into human. Mm-hmm. And instead, just kind of like, well, OK, maybe he's going to be a wolf. No, no, he's just going to get hair and then he'll be a wolf <laughs> later and then he'll turn back and then fully heal at any time. So there's just no like. We don't know what to care about No. I mean, the, the last week's episode, the eye was better about that because he got his like soul taken out. And for all intents and purposes, it looked like he would never get it back, probably. And they didn't play with it back and forth. He was just a zombie right. now. And that and we right. let Cyber Six be freaked out about that. Mm-hmm. And we see the eye slowly growing bigger. And so mm-hmm. that's a really like visual raising of the stakes that that gives us, you know, a reason to care. Like, oh, shit, he's getting real big. <laughs> and in this case, we just kind of. I don't know. There's werewolves and, and Lucas is a werewolf kind of, and, and th- that's it. Like, we just don't, <laughs> we don't know yeah. what to care about. Uh, so was there, yeah. was there anything in this episode that you guys particularly liked in the sort of moment to moment? Because really we described to you what happens. I mean, he slowly turns, they fight a lot. And then in the end it's fine and they win. Um, okay, there was a there was a thing that that happened. So uh, Adrian's yeah. jealousy was entertaining to me as yes. because we've seen seen them to be more or less uh, unaffected by Lucas's pining. So I don't know. Getting some of that was good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when this lady Lucas shows is... up on campus uh, as like a substitute teacher, Lucas is drawn to her. They're like drawn to each other because they're like moon friends. Well, I mean, he's <laughs> Lucas is clearly throwing a boner party, and she is inviting herself. Like, well, sure, it it is it is instant like crazy animal magnetism shit, and it's like they don't even realize that Adrian's sitting at the table, and it's very uncomfortable. Like, if right. if I saw two people interacting that way outside of their own bedroom, I'd be like, I gotta go. I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna take yeah, my I lunch. Think, though it's clear that at that point, Lucas had already been scratched by the tussle with the werewolf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that he was already infected and she could always she could kind of smell that. Yeah. You know, they could tell that, you know, they were 
fated for each other with with the moon with their moon friends their moon friends <laughs> well yeah i think i think the fact that they they chose to to you know make her a slam and hottie uh, mm-hmm. sort of i don't know about muddies that but yeah if, if if she had not been a sort of classic seductress and he was still had this like right. weird this weird magnetism to her then i think he would be totally totally well, right but she's wearing this she's wearing this pandora's box of a of a of a <laughs> Of a slim dress that, <laughs> despite the fact that it rides very high, is you know legs just keep growing and growing out of her like roots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she um, has she's got that she's got that brick house she's got that brick house style. Yeah, and you're right. It does not it it doesn't help to clearly tell that story because you could just as well assume that he's just attracted just to a, her. She's just a piece a hot piece of ass a, a prime cut. Yeah, ass. <laughs> well, so is um, Lucas. Lucas is Lucas yeah. is you know our our if giant. You're, if you're into dad, if you're into dad bod, well, oh, and Lucas yeah. gets to be a real bear. Like he he gets he like a real. real bear. He gets real fuzzy overnight, <laughs> and he comes back the next morning, wakes up, and he's like he's got longer hair. He's got like a bigger mullet, and he's got like arm hair for days, mm-hmm. like big big chest hair. And so he shaves a bunch of it off and tries to go to work and act like everything's fine and teach his class full of full of young teenagers. Oh, this, and is, this is my favorite part. He wears <laughs> wanna... a baseball cap. <laughs> Which um, is like so ridiculous. Like the it is kid, right. here's the fun the fun part is that is that, you know, the he's we get a, a, like a subtle it's a subtle shift in his character because if you remember from the very first episode He's got a pretty good sense of humor about himself and mm-hmm. of like being embarrassed in front of his students. He just he just kind of rolls it off and yeah. is and is charismatic and and sure of himself. And in this one, he's lost that. He's he's cranky and and uneasy. Mm-hmm. And, he's off his uh, game. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah he's got wolf madness. If there's one success in the episode, it's the way they slowly start drawing Lucas more and more like harried and tired and like weird, mm-hmm. you know. They really add yeah. the like dark circles under his eyes and make him look more ragged. I do, I do well, appreciate that. And in this school scene, though, uh, just to really paint the picture, um, he, you know, he's teaching and trying to go about his lesson, and then uh, the kids are like, "Hey, nice, nice ball cap," and then they find that <laughs> hilarious, and they just start hooting. As if, kids are loving as if it. A baseball cap is the absolute most ridiculous thing anyone could wear. Right, and then he takes it off, and he's got bananas hair. He's got just this, this like very bad hair day, silly sort of look. It's a terrible comedy segment. It's, you know, I'm glad some shows don't try to be funnier. Mm-hmm. You know, like and just own that they're just not good at being funny. Um, yeah, because this was not very funny, and the kids are loving it. The kids are hooting. <laughs> One of the kids in the back. That I noticed, I couldn't stop looking at one of these kids. It's like this frat guy in the middle of the classroom who does a repeat animation. He's screaming, laughing, and he's bringing his hand constantly, fist bumping in a loop, uh, like one with oh, motion yeah, to I a truck driver to to honk the <laughs> horn of a truck. And he's just doing this nonstop for about a minute. <laughs> yes, yes, it's so funny. Yes. <laughs> oh God. I don't know. I don't it's know how much strange. of that is like a cultural divide thing about the baseball cap or like, or I don't know. Or if it's just a badly written joke, it just is weird. It's weird the way they react because they react about the baseball cap 
bigger or as big as they react about seeing his hair, which is the part we're supposed to find ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we could analyze that until we're gray in the, f- it gray didn't in the face. Really, it know. wasn't obviously not his haircut. Like, we didn't see him with, a, like, a fresh do at the start of the episode. Like, you know how Lucas is always out wandering around in the middle of the night for no reason, and we have to just kind of accept it as part of the show? Yeah. Right. At the very least, they could put, a you know, just a little effort into, like, why he's there and what he's doing. Like, what if he gets weird night haircuts and he's walking back, like, <laughs> combing his hair, and he just looks super fresh? <laughs> Then we would at least have like a stronger juxtaposition when he's got that, like when he's got, he's supposed to have this like dirty, embarrassing haircut and it looks almost (laughs) identical to his normal haircut. Right. (laughs) Look, everybody's got a weird thing. Mine is that I don't like getting my haircut in the daylight. (laughs) I just don't like it. Okay. (laughs) I got a guy who does it in his own home. (laughs) So Lucas goes on a date. Um, he's got his date set up with Lady, but first Cyber Six shows up to try to horn in on his business. <laughs> um, and he shoes her away out into the night. <laughs> yeah, he does. Um, he does. He's like, look, I got someone coming over. He's really loath to say that there's a woman coming over because he clearly knows mm-hmm. that on some level he's sort of he's like, trying to he's trying to keep two plates spinning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's that's not going to work, Mr. Mr. Wolfman. Oh, there's a very weird little exchange where she's where she grills him on it, and she, you know, she says, "Who was here?" And he says, "Oh, just Cyber Six. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, oh just Cyber Six. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's supposed to know who that is, a. And if she is, how you could just casually drop it in? It seems like either way, it's a weird thing to say, you know. Well, I feel like that's when it starts to imply that he's sort of under some kind of glamour. Mm-hmm. Oh, I he's see. Like sure. under a thrall, like a werewolf thrall. Yeah. Now yeah. I am gonna have to kind of give Andy his 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 uh, his gold star because <laughs> you've now used glamour in the very nerdy way. You've used it for its for its arcane definition. <laughs> and you <laughs> and said you might, lycanthropy. And, <laughs> lycanthropy and glamours, and you might need to you might need like a wizard's some sort of wizard's punishment. <laughs> I used to get Percy Boy points, but <laughs> we can give you. I don't know. We could we could do that, or it could be like like several wiz- wizards curses. I don't... <laughs> I don't know. I'm helping you with my punishment. I still obviously disagree. Hey Austin, on a scale of one to ten, how 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 steamed would you be about this? <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a gosh darn I'm a gosh darn steam dumpling about it. <laughs> Let's uh for lack of better uh better terminology, I'm gonna give you at least four Percy Boy points for that. Uh two yeah, for each right. of these terms. And they I- will convert them into some sort of wizard wizard based uh <laughs> dig on you in a later time. <laughs> yeah, we'll do the math. We'll make sure the math happens. Yeah. Uh well, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um Lucas Lucas becomes a full on boy. Right, because because there's a yeah. well, no, hold on. There's a wolf fight first. Um, there's a wolf fight that happens with Cyber Six on the rooftop with uh Elaine. Yeah, I don't know, man. There's like seven wolf fights that start and stop in about ten seconds, and then like there's one where the police show up, and then there's one, and then they get interrupted, and then there's another wolf fight, and then there's another wolf fight. Like it's just all it's all it all muddied together like crazy for me but the most important one is after they both transformed that's the one that lasts the longest right right uh because 
uh, Lucas has finally gone full full wolf, and Elaine shows up, and then it's suddenly like a two v one. Fight. Well, then it's two v two because you get oh, the panther. Uh, Sweet, you get yeah, I, 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 I got I got to for my lifelong dream of seeing a werewolf fight a panther. And it's been <laughs> completed. That was that was pretty cool, although it was very brief, and we didn't see as much data seven as as I would have wanted. <laughs> yeah, he kind of goes off to pout too. Like he kind of he gets beaten, and then we don't see him for a while, and then we see I him think again. Data seven is too hard to animate for most encounters, mm-hmm. so. It's just kind of find reasons for Data 7 to go away. Yeah. Yeah. The only reason we see him again is because they like, she like chucks one of the werewolves off a, off a roof and it lands on the ground and it just lands in front of Data 7 who's just strolling on the ground like, I don't know, I got beat. I'm going to figure out something else to do with my day. Yeah. I'm too <laughs> expensive to animate. <laughs> I hang out down here. They can't afford me. They can't, they can't <laughs> afford me. Uh, but yeah, that's when uh, Cyber Six tries to coax Lucas into like, "Hey, man, don't do it. You're cool, and I like you, and and you're not a wolf." And then Elaine's <laughs> like, "Counterpoint: I'm a sexy wolf furry. I'm a sexy wolf, and you are a wolf." <laughs> but but then uh, we get a wolf on wolf points. fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know this. It just left it left kind of an unfulfilled taste in my mouth. I gotta say, I didn't do too much with it. Uh, there's some yeah. there's some fun bits, but even the action, like the fight choreography, wasn't as inspired as uh, a lot of the stuff that we've seen in several in the past episodes. You know, there were a few really cool shots, but yeah, they're brief. Yeah, yeah. I was. I'll still say I was excited by the idea that we didn't have a Jose in it. <laughs> yes, just to like shake it up a little bit and to just kind of see a different villain kind of doing her thing. But it, it almost needed Jose to like give it a backbone, you know, to like, it's, it's, give, what, gives, give it's what gives them purpose. Cause otherwise they just show up and have no direct goal. Right. I mean, we, we find out at the end, she was ordered to kill cyber six, but it seems like it's my impression from the episode watching it was the only reason she was fighting cyber six was basically because Cyber Six didn't want Lucas to be a werewolf, and she wanted him to be a werewolf. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then yeah. at the end, she's like, "I was sent to kill you." It's like, "Oh, well, you did a bad job." You could have just said that from the start. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> like she, she has yeah. no way of knowing that Lucas is like close to Cyber Six when she first turns him. It wasn't like that was a tactic or anything. She's just like out there making random dudes into werewolves, like. That's not your job. Go find Cyber Six and kill her and make the plot happen. Although it's kind of fun that they took a pretty classic vampire story and just kind of swapped in a different monster for it. Let it, <laughs> let it you know, it's kind of yeah. interesting. Let's yeah. see what happens if the, like, you know, vampire seductress was, you know, was a wolf instead. <laughs> was, was a, a werewolf instead. A hot furry lady. A was hot furry a vampire lady. in wolf's clothing. <laughs> <laughs> so when Lucas wakes up, he says, I'm really confused about what just happened. And, uh, you know, I can, I can relate. And Cyber <laughs> Six says, oh, you don't want to know. Mostly because I don't think Cyber Six has any idea what actually just happened. No. Oh, kind of a cop out, but we're that's with the you. ending. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's go home. <laughs> you keep wanting to go home, Rory. I keep trying, I keep trying to go home before you guys Rory, catch me you for the are dweeb home. I am. Until you find <laughs> out that I'm three little dweebs stacked in a, in a, in a strong man's jacket. <laughs> What is a strong man's jacket exactly? 
Well, standing here atop Cool Guy Castle, I have to say that you two look like ants from here. We're huddling together for dweeb warmth. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're really gross, and I'm never letting you back inside this castle. It's just me and a lot of really hot ladies that'll never oh, talk to you. <laughs> no. Dang. Don't worry, Rory. We can keep each other company with our opinions, with our hard opinions on cartoons. <laughs> Well, this has been a we really talk fun... talk about, like, canthropy. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this has been a fun full circle, uh, you know, a real Revenge of the Dweebs scenario. Uh, That's what you get here at Saturday Morning Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. You just, you get a, you get dinner and a show. <laughs> you know, we, we, I think we're the best, we tell the best meta stories. Uh, fuck, I don't know. We really... Really spent all our energy on this one. We are. We, we really giggled out. We giggled at our we... last drop of dweeb juice, and now Austin must. Austin must cobble together some sort of some sort of last thing we say. Yeah. With whatever yeah. whatever tiny bit of brain power he's left he's left I, with. I think well, that's accurate. Be, I think it shouldn't be too bad because we do say the same thing every time. That's that's true. That's true. <laughs> and and I think as we say every time, uh, that thing we always say is um t- twist it like a mustache twist it like a mustache boys and girls <laughs> <laughs> goodbye <laughs>